Wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down What's up, DGC? I'm hanging out today and really psyched to have one of the, uh, can I call you an OG of, of the industry here? I've got Bog and, and, and Mrs. Bog hanging out. What's up, y'all, y'all? The Bogs. Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, she's here too. And yeah, you can call me an OG, all right? They just call me Bushy OG at Overgrow for short for Bushy Old Grower. Yeah, Bushy Old Grower. That's what it stands for, right? Yeah, and you know, I made up the name, and initially it was Bushy Older Grower, and then it evolved into Bushy Old Grower because I just got older, you know, so it's just old. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I thought I was the old grower out there, so I appreciate you blazing the trail for me. Um, man, you guys, man, I think you've been smoking since I was born, sir. That's awesome. I got to know, man. So you started growing when? Y'all started growing when? Well, actually, when I was a teenager in high school, Fred and I were growing a few plants out in back of his house, and that would have been like, you know, 68, 69. So it's about when we started token, and we were like 14, 15. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember back in the day, it was so funny that I remember a friend of mine asked me to hold a bag of weed for him because his parents didn't find it. And I go, it comes with seeds? Like, what, do they want to put themselves out of business? Are you kidding me? And I was like, can you, first question I asked, can you grow the seeds in the, in the weed? And the guy looks at me, I don't know, I guess you can. It was so funny how, you know, by the 90s, we were so completely disconnected. This is the 80s, actually, but completely disconnected from thinking that uh, a bag of, of plant material that comes with seeds could possibly be grown. It's really interesting. That's all we had. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I lived in Michigan at the time. I was trying to grow outdoors. Sure. But, you know, the genetics we were getting were like from Mexico or further south. And there was no way they were going to finish up there or anything. Right, right. Yeah. So, OK, so this is in, in the 70s. Oh, so I'll ask you in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, we were talking a, a couple of days ago. What Did we think that at that point that cannabis was going to be legal at some point? Was it just a matter of time and, you know, in, in the early 70s? I remember even in the mid 70s with Carter being president and, uh, you know, Billy Carter and all that. So what was the uh, who was it that came and smoked? weed? It was Willie Nelson that came and smoked weed at the White House, man, on the roof. Come on, man. I thought that shit was going to be illegal soon enough, man. What happened? Reagan? Well, when I was young, <laughs> I would tell everybody, oh, it'll be legal in five years for sure. You know, it looked like we were on a trend towards that. But, you know, in the USA, anyhow, we swing back and forth from the liberal to the conservatives. And true. it always liberals and the college scene and certain celebrities and stuff who it was OK with. And then they, the, the other side always tried to just lump it in with all the other drugs and call it a narcotic and classify it and such and everything. So it was all totally illegal and none of us could even communicate very much about it. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. You're actually lucky. I, I have here in my notes, man, that, that uh, Mrs. Bog is also a toker. So you were able to kind of uh, to be able to share that with your, with your love of your life, man. That's actually pretty awesome. Actually went well. well and about that, you know, that she and I got going steady together when we were like 15 years old. 
And it became something that we both took up together and did together. And it just sort of became what, you know, we like to do. She didn't like booze and I wasn't much of a drinker either. And, you know, we managed to get away with it without getting caught or anything. And so it became, we were so young, it became part of our, you know, routine, our sacrament and has been ever since. I think it helped us stay together. Yeah, I mean, I think about it all the time. I, I'm one of those guys that's just ever since I've started smoking weed, when I'm probably the, the 11th grade or whatever, I've been like, this is what weed does? Wow, I love it. And it just completely fit my system. You know, now I found out we have endocannabinoid systems and I'm like, okay, it, you know, for, for some reason, it just, that that's what works for me. You know, and yeah, I absolutely love have, being able to share that with, you know, smoking a joint with my wife after a dinner or a barbecue or something. Yeah, it's a wonderful experience. And yeah, the conversations you have are absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I I found that when I first started smoking it, like the first time I ever smoked it at lunch when I was still in school, you know, that I went in and aced this chemistry test. And, you know, I was a good student anyhow. But, you know, I just go from like almost perfect to perfect. And I thought, wow, I mean, it just like my recall was better when I was high. And I was surprised by that. Wow. Now, I can't say that my empathy is way better when I'm high. I'm able to really try to, you know, I really find myself to be a good, empathetic human that I'm, I'm proud. Uh, but man, I don't know about my recall. I'm actually not proud of my recall when I smoke all day long. Well, not the short term stuff. You can forget. I could forget what I'm talking about right now. Sure. I'm high right now. You know, but uh, it does allow you to focus sometimes. And uh, I really do think that like, after we get high the first time in the morning, we usually end up one of us having a rant of some sort. Sure. You know, I mean, we're liberals and Trump's president, so of course it's a <laughs> likely time for to that. Say, yes, sir. But it kind of stimulates the brain because of the increase in circulation. You know, I have a background in medicine, and I was a paramedic, and I really uh, have strong feelings about the medicinal value of marijuana because. It lowers your blood pressure. It's a de-stressor. It mm-hmm. helps a whole lot. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Hey, getting back, just because you've got some history that I don't have, or some points of references that I don't have, when did like, Killer Green Bud, Dank Bud, when did this new new type of you know, high-grade cannabis come into? When was the first time that you seen it? For me, it was in the early 90s. I seen the Alaska. I guess it was the Alaska Thunderfuck that came down. You know, $400 ounces that were allegedly maybe, uh, maybe shipped around the country. But uh, I didn't really see that crazy super glowing indoor bud until the early 90s. When did you first see that type of real quality? Well, I was one of the first indoor growers. You know, I mean, when I started, I was still in Michigan back in the 70s and there weren't even halide light yet. So we just had like fluorescence and stuff. Gotcha. But at the first halide light probably and then HBS is when they came out and I was growing pretty good wheat, but it was better when I got out, you know, to Montana in the 90s because I was able to get some genetics from, you know, Canada and Amsterdam. Right. And that upped my genetic grade considerably from what I could come up with myself, you know, and, from friends. And it, this is in the 90s, you're saying at this point? Yeah, the quality went up with the availability of good genetics, you know, which I think the Internet made it most available. So it was the latter half of the 90s that 
a lot of work started getting done by me and a lot of other guys, you know, that were just having fun with all the new stuff we could get at. Sure. I remember making my electrician. I kind of called up my cool electrician friend and was like, dude, build me these lights. And he kind of looked at him. He was like, all right, I'll order this ballast. I can get these HPS bulbs. I know what they are. And we were just using electrical supply stuff back then, man, just building it ourselves. Yeah, well, you know, I lived in Michigan and then Montana, and the idea of growing outdoors, I mean, I did a little bit of it in Michigan, but Montana, forget it. I mean, you'd get hail in July and stuff where I lived. So I got pretty adept at the indoor growing, and I was mainly just into growing my own flowers for myself, you know. But right. when Overgrow started up, I got involved with Gypsy and all those guys. Right, right. Yeah, what year was that? When did that start going? Because that was awesome, man. That was like, I remember seeing that. I was like, wow, is this legit? Are there cops hanging out on here? What's up? Because this is fucking awesome. Overgrow is great when I when I found it, anyhow. Well, it was probably around 99, 98 at the earliest that right. Overgrow came up. I remember I had just gotten on the internet that long before that. And there was the BC Seed Company had a forum where it was just one page where we could post things, you know? Right. Seed Bank, and I had posted my indoor organic grow tips, you know, and uh, to teach people how to grow indoors, basically. And they even let it stay up for a while, even though it just went on by the way, you know? Right, right. But it was right then that Overgrow came up, and it was in July. It was right about my birthday, and I thought, wow, is this a birthday present? Because somebody told me about it at the other forum, and I went there and signed right up like second day. And I was in from the start and figured out how to post pictures there, and I was on my way because I had all this beautiful <laughs> bubblegum buzz. were super frosty. Yeah, yeah. So it's way to start building a legend. It's, it's amazing when we first got that that technology. You know, even pre-Facebook, man, where we were just able to, to upload pictures and comment and share information. Boy, if you were one of those, you know, free thinkers or somebody that really wanted to learn something esoteric like growing cannabis, it was on, man. Yeah. You know, Al Gore, he invented the Internet and I helped invent <laughs> Working because the yes. uh, the karma we had to give good or bad karma points, and the more points you had, the more you gave. You were like more powerful. So That's I was cool. like this powerful, and I had a big following, and I was like the only overgrow grower of the year, and won four out of the five categories I was nominated in. And it was like a couple other guys like me that were real popular for karma. Man, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Respect to you, my friend. Oh, well, it was just like I wasn't working. We had moved and my wife was working. I'm on the Internet all day. I had dial up connection and I'm uploading these pictures that weren't huge, you know, and uh, the low quality digital camera with flash. was the, They were all frosty as hell. You yeah. know, it looked really good. People couldn't believe it. And they all wanted to grow what I was growing because I had such a big following. I was teaching everybody basics of growing and showing my pictures and Gypsy pretty much recruited me to make seeds uh, because everybody wanted to grow what I was growing. It was just really early days of the Internet and all that. Yeah, I want to shift gears. I know I know we got a limited amount of time with you, but the boggle gum and your breeding projects, man. Um, first off, how'd you stumble? Did you stumble upon the boggle gum? Is that is there a good story in there? That's a freaking one of the most like juicy fruitist. Uh, you know, it's just got the craziest kind of bubble gum flavor, man. How do you know what what happened? What's the story with that thing? 
Well, it's a simple story, and it's really a good bubblegum today, a bubblegum cross, of course. In fact, all of mine are. Even the original bubblegum I got from Amsterdam, Dronkers, was a cross. Right. We were able to separate out the straight bubblegum from what we called the sour bubble, which was probably a Cush-dominant-sided that they crossed it to. Sure. And, uh, you know, we really liked the bubblegum, which was one thing we had. And we also had some Northern Lights 5 from British Columbia. And so it was a no-brainer that I was going to cross the two strains. Sure. They were both good strains. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember those from back, in, back when you didn't have a thousand strains to work with. You had a dozen or so. Well, yeah, it was a lot simpler. And you can still find, you know, these root... Uh, traits and things like like the leaf structure on the pre-98 Bubba Kush is pretty recognizable in my sour bubble. So, you know, I mean, what I liked was that we had three different sources of bubblegum just in the Netherlands, guys that all had the same bubblegum clone but used different males. Oh, okay, okay. And so that was the exciting thing for me was that I had this bubble gum that was really very special and different. And, you know, I had grown Simon's straight bubble gum, right. found it more cotton candy-ish, woodier, and, uh, and quite indica also. Somebody was asking me if it was more sativa. My bubble gum uh, has the indica high and everything, but in some ways it's not as indica as Simon's. Yeah, yours won, like, what'd yours win? Cannabis Cup, uh, Indica, like, you know, whatever. Uh, I know it won a Cannabis Cup award. What, Best Indica in San Francisco one year? Yeah, it was Best Indica that was entered by Harborside from San Jose. They right. grew it for my seeds. I did sell Harborside lots of seeds. They were selling my seeds for a while. Sure. And they selected that selection. Uh, the Sour Bubble also won a... Uh, Nice cop down in LA previous to that in like 08 or 07. Right on. And that medical cop, but it wasn't a high times cop. It was a little smaller than that. Sure, sure. Yeah, man. So do tell me, what are you working with? What should we be excited about, man? Come on, what's new, man? Well, we don't come out with a lot of new strains very often. And I should say that we're old school. We make regular seeds I and that, that I am still making most of my original strains. We also Very have... Cool. Our sour strains, which includes the blue Kush as well, which are all crossed to my sour bubble, the, you know, Kush version of my bubble gum, basically. And gotcha. We're still excited about our old strains, but I am coming out with one new strain I'd like to tell you about. Come on. We are going to call it Bluetooth. I haven't heard of anybody using the name so far, but probably someone has. Uh, it's because it's a cross of my blueberry, blue moon rocks. Uh -huh. And our sweet Cindy, which people kind of assumed was more Cinderella than it is. And really, I wanted to give this cross to credit for the sweet tooth three that is really dominant in sweet Cindy. Gotcha. Golly, man, this is a connoisseur right here. The uh, Bluetooth is probably scheduled to be released. We've already been testing the early crosses. And right. The second back cross will be released later this summer. So we're, we're pretty stoked about that. And right now, uh, I just keep working to keep my strains in stock, as many as possible. I have like 16, and we usually have about 12 in stock at a time. I mean, we're just a small company. Sure, you know? sure. And Seeds Here Now actually gave us the introduction. Thank you so much, James Bean and Dusty. Um, I, I imagine all your stuff's available over at Seeds Here Now. 
Yeah, Seeds Here Now is a great distributor, and James is an honest man that I really appreciate. He's helped us out a lot, uh, helped us arrange a lot of things. And, you know, he's our, our biggest distributor, and he ships worldwide, at least to most places. So, yeah, you can be guaranteed that anything you do through him, you you're t- might as well be talking to me, too. You know him as honest. I know him as hardworking. Seems like a good guy to do business with. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to find him. And, you know, we pretty much like to cooperate with him and his other breeders, too. There may be an exciting new project coming along pretty soon Mm. with some very exotic pollens coming to me through James. And I don't want to say from who, but we'll be letting you know. You got my number, my friend. Now we're old friends. Come on now. (laughs) Ring me up, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you hanging out and uh, and kind of give me the rundown. I appreciate you want to be being one of the OGs out there, one of the real early adopters that was willing to uh, uh, go on online and really share the information. So I really appreciate that, man. I got a lot of respect for you. Well, thank you. A lot of people back early in the industry were just trying to learn like me at the sure. time and we were all teaching each other and that's what we all need to continue to do hey learning in public is my mo that's what i do absolutely this internet is a good thing (laughs) well thank you my friend thanks bob appreciate it brother thank you very much nice talking to you man stay in touch some people love to blaze up the deck yeah we get happy for noon to take a little break That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long Just look at how he's been.